For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Paul's Life and Letters, For or Against Torah. This is part 7 of the series. Now let's look at Romans chapter 10 verses 1 through 3. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. What is their zeal for God? That they love the God of Israel and their zeal is to express their faith in the God of Israel by following the Torah. And their zeal for the God of Israel and the Torah comes through what they're talking in Judaism. But Paul says that that zeal is not according to proper knowledge of the Torah. And he says in Romans chapter 10 verse 3, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness or the way that God established righteousness in the Torah, that they went about to establish their own righteousness and have thus not submitted to themselves to the righteousness of God. Now traditional Christianity reads that verse and they interpret it this way, that God's righteousness is being saved by grace through faith and establishing your own righteousness is seeking to follow the Torah. And so God's righteousness as explained in the Torah is being saved by grace through faith. So traditional Christianity, when they interpret that it's New Testament being saved by grace through faith, that is in contrasts to following the Torah itself, which they say is establishing your own righteousness, that that is what the distinction is that Paul is making here. But that is a misunderstanding because I want to show you that Torah righteousness and the righteousness as explained in the Hebrew scriptures is that we have no righteousness on our own merit and that the Torah and the prophets teach that God's righteousness is by his grace through faith. That that's not only what the Torah and the prophets say, but that is what Paul taught that the Torah and the prophets taught in his letters. And let's see this by looking at Exodus in chapter 3 in verse 21, where it is written, and I'm reading from the King James, and I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it will come to pass that when you go, you will not go empty. So that word favor is the Strong's number 2580 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, and it's the Hebrew word 
chen. And the Hebrew word chen is translated as grace in Genesis in chapter 6 and verse 8, where it is written, and Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So given that the King James translates chen, the Strong's number 2580, as grace in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8, we can translate the same word as grace in Exodus chapter 3 verse 21. And I will give this people grace in the sight of the Egyptians. And it will come to pass that when you go, you will not go empty. So the grace of the God of Israel was present to save, deliver, or redeem his people out of Egypt. But was grace sufficient alone to redeem his people out of Egypt? No, it required faith. What was the faith? It was believing and trusting and doing what God had said. And what did he command the people to do through Moses? Is they were to take a lamb and they were to set it aside and then they were to kill the lamb and put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. And when they did that, then death did not come upon the firstborn in that household. And that death would come to the firstborn in the household was a decree that wasn't just pertaining to the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob who lived in Egypt, but it was a decree that pertained to every household in the land of Egypt. So those who obeyed and trusted in putting the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, they then saw that the firstborn in their family lived and thus in obedience to not doing that, they were to eat the lamb and then they were to leave Egypt and their households in haste. And so they were saved by grace through faith. So that is Torah righteousness, which is stated as well in the prophets in Ezekiel in chapter 33 and beginning in verse 12, where it says, Son of man, say unto the children of your people, the righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him in the day of his transgression. That is trying to be righteous in our own merit and in our own ability in what we do. That somebody that does righteousness, but then he sins, which means he transgresses the Torah, it says that that transgression or that sin will not be able to deliver him in the day of his transgression. But as for the wickedness of the wicked, he will not fall in the day that he turns from his wickedness. Neither shall the righteous be able to live for his righteousness in the day that he sins. For, verse 13, when I say to the righteous that if he shall surely live, if he trusts in his own righteousness and sins, all of his righteousness will not be remembered. But for his sin that he has committed, he shall die. Then, verse 14, when I say to the wicked that you will die, if he turns from his sins and he does what is lawful and right, then the wicked shall live. So, it says in Ezekiel 33 verse 13 that if we trust in our own righteousness and sin, all of our righteousness will not be remembered. So in Romans chapter 10 verse 3, when it says that the Jews who did not believe in Yeshua, who were seeking to 
follow the Torah through the teachings of the Pharisees, putting the, their teachings, the oral Torah, above the written Torah. That is what Paul is saying, what they were doing, trying to establish their own righteousness. And they were ignorant of God's righteousness. God's righteousness is the Torah was given as a covenant. And if you break one part of the covenant, you've broken the covenant. In breaking the covenant, then you are a sinner. And the goal of the Torah, as Paul explained in Romans chapter 10, verse 4, the next verse, is Messiah, that the Torah gives us the standard of the God of Israel, which we, in seeing his standard and look at ourselves, honestly and truthfully, we see that we fail to measure up to his standard as we live our lives. We trip and fall from time to time. So now we break the covenant and we deserve death because the covenant at Mount Sinai, it was ratified with the sprinkling of blood. It was given as a form of a blood covenant. And so the breaker of the covenant deserves death. So God's righteousness is to see that we cannot in our own merit measure up to his standard. Thus, we need someone to deliver us from our condition, that is the Messiah, and that our salvation then in being covenant breakers is that our salvation comes by God's grace because it's not based upon our own merit, by his grace through trusting in the righteousness of God expressed through Yeshua when he shed his blood on the tree. So that's the righteousness that the Jews who believe in the God of Israel and trying to follow the Torah through the eyes of the Pharisees are ignorant of, and they're trying to establish their own righteousness instead of understanding the righteousness that the Torah itself teaches, of which Paul was trying to explain in various places in his writings and his letters that he showed in Romans and in Galatians in particular. So now we're going to see in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 20 and 21 that Paul uses the phrase under the law to refer to the Jews who did not believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, who had a zeal for God but not according to knowledge, that they were trying to express their belief and faith in the God of Israel by following the Torah through the teaching in the eyes of the Pharisees. So he writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 20, And under the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews, the Jews, to them that are under the law. And this is in contrast to those who are under the law of Messiah. 1 Corinthians 9.21 To them that are without law as without law being not without law to God, but under the law to Messiah. So the Jews who do not believe in Yeshua, they are given the term by Paul under the law in contrast to being under the Torah of Messiah. And so this then is the issue that Paul is addressing in the book of Galatians. Paul 
is not trying to paint a picture of you believe in Yeshua or follow the Torah. The debate was not if you should follow the Torah. The debate is the proper way to follow the Torah. And so Paul could identify with the improper way to follow the Torah because that is what he was taught growing up in his zeal for the God of Israel and for his Torah. But when he became a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah in re-examination of Hebrew scriptures, the Torah and the prophets, as we have seen in Paul's writings that Paul saw Yeshua in the Torah and he saw that the Torah teaches that we're saved by grace through faith and after we're saved by grace through faith that we are to establish the Torah, but the way that we're supposed to follow the Torah is not in our own wisdom, our own ability, in our own understanding, but through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So Paul is primarily writing in Galatians to non-Jewish believers in Yeshua as the Messiah. And he says to them in Galatians chapter 4, verse 21, tell me, you that desire to be under the law, do you not? hear the law. So here's what was going on with the non-Jewish world in Galatia that Paul was addressing in his letter. See, the non-Jews were in the synagogues and they were being influenced and told that they were to follow the Torah according to the teachings of the Pharisees who put the oral law above the written law. And they believed that Yeshua is the Messiah And so Paul in the book of Galatians, he says, if you start out in the spirit, then why do you continue in the flesh? So what did he mean by starting out in the spirit? They started out in the spirit because they confessed that Yeshua is Messiah. As Paul said in 1 Corinthians in chapter 12, at the end of verse 3, it says, no person can say that Yeshua is Yahweh, but by the Holy Spirit. And so the non-Jewish believers in Yeshua that Paul was addressing in his letter to the Galatians, they confessed that Yeshua is the Messiah. And so this only comes through the Holy Spirit. So then he says, if you started out in the Spirit, why are you going to continue in the flesh? And so what was Paul referring to by being in the flesh? Well, he gave that definition in Romans in chapter 8 and verse 8. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh, he says, are those in Romans 8, 7 who have a carnal mind and they do not follow follow the Torah of God. And so being in the flesh was having a carnal mind and not being spiritually mature because he defined the person who is carnal or has a carnal mind as being a babe in Messiah. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 in verse 1, Paul says, I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as a babe in Messiah. He could not speak unto you as spiritual. Well, Paul said in Romans, 
Romans in chapter 7 verse 14 that the Torah is spiritual. So he could not speak unto them the Torah at a mature level because they were carnal. They were a babe in Messiah. So he could only speak to them and teach them with milk and not with meat because he then says somebody that's carnal is still struggling with the flesh and walking in the flesh even though they're a babe in Messiah because he says in 1 Corinthians 3.3 3, Are you not carnal? For there is among you envies and strife and divisions. Are you not carnal and walk as the world? Walk as natural men. And so this is what Paul was referring to when he says how is it that you started out in the spirit and now you are in the flesh? So also somebody that is in the flesh sin. And a person who sins according to 1 John chapter 3 verse 4 transgresses the Torah. And so somebody that's in the flesh is not following the Torah but those that crucify the flesh Paul explained in Galatians in chapter 5 and verse 24 they that have crucified the flesh are those that are walking in the spirit being led by the spirit and thus have the fruit of the spirit Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and so now we look at Galatians chapter 5 verse 5 Paul explains we through the spirit wait for the hope of the righteousness by faith Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh and then in Galatians chapter 5 verse 18 if you are led by the spirit you're not under the law so somebody that does not know the Torah does not know the Jewish culture and background with their logical carnal mind when they read Galatians 5 18 they think it's a contrast between believing in Yeshua and being led by his spirit versus following the Torah. Yet, Yeshua told us in John in chapter 16 and verse 13 that when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth. So the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth and the job of the Holy Spirit is to lead you in truth. But what is truth? John chapter 14 verse 6, Yeshua is the way, the truth, and the life. So the Holy Spirit will point you to Yeshua. That's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, that no one will say that Yeshua is Yahweh, but by the Holy Spirit. But we're told what truth is as well in Psalm 119 and verse 142. My righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your Torah is truth. Psalm 119, verse 151. You are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. So if you are led by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and guide you in truth. Truth is Yeshua. Truth is the Torah. And truth is the commandments. And so Paul says in Romans in chapter 8 in verse 14, that as many that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. And being led by the Spirit is in contrast to walking in the flesh, who Paul said in Romans 8, 8, cannot please God. And he said that those that are in the flesh also have a carnal mind, and the carnal mind doesn't follow the Torah of God. So if we do a little cross-referencing here, we can see what Paul meant by Galatians chapter 5 verse 18. Those who are saved by grace through faith, through the blood of Yeshua, by repenting of their sins and accepting his shed blood for the forgiveness of their sins, and made him Savior and Lord of their life, and seek to follow his Torah by his Holy Spirit so that they can 
produce the fruit of the Spirit. They are the sons of God, and that person is not going to try to follow Yeshua and his Torah through the teachings of the rabbis who don't even believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, and they themselves put their teachings and their doctrines above what's stated in the written text. And so, under the law, it refers to following the teachings of the rabbis. So, now, Paul also explained in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12, that when you don't believe in Yeshua as the Messiah, you are separated from the commonwealth of Israel. You're without hope and you're without God in the world. So, he writes that at that time you are without Messiah, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. So, that means in Messiah, you are a part of the commonwealth of Israel. And being a part of the commonwealth of Israel, the commonwealth of Israel is to follow the Torah. Now, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, Paul went on to say that now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but your fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, when you belong to the commonwealth of Israel. So, this issue that Paul was addressing in Galatians is the issue that he's addressing wherever he's going. This issue is found in Acts chapter 15. So, Paul is addressing this issue in his letters in 1st and 2nd Corinthians, in Romans, in Ephesians, in Colossians, in Galatians, etc. And the issue that he's addressing is not if you should follow the Torah, but what's the proper way to follow Yeshua's Torah. So, let's see how this was the dispute in Acts chapter 15. In Acts chapter 15, verse 5, it is written, There rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed. So, these are those of a Pharisaic background, like Paul. And like Paul, these Pharisees believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. But these Pharisees, given that before they came to faith in Yeshua as Messiah, they're Pharisees because they were taught the Pharisaic view of the Torah, where you put the oral Torah above the written Torah, they still had those teachings in that perspective of the Bible in their hearts and in their minds when they initially became a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah, and thus was still a babe in Yeshua, and thus, therefore, they were still able to be living their life according to the carnal mind. And so these Pharisees which believed, they said regarding the non-Jews who had become believers in Yeshua as Messiah, that the non-Jews needed to be circumcised and to keep the Torah of Moses. So one who does not have a Hebraic background and understanding the culture, who doesn't understand the Torah and Torah principles, they will read Acts chapter 15 verse 5 with their carnal mind and think that what the verse is saying and what the Pharisees which believed in Yeshua was advocating regarding the non-Jews that these Pharisees were advocating of the non-Jews that they should follow the Torah and so this view then, as the carnal mind sees it, would be in conflict with the carnal mind thinking that the non-Jew wasn't obligated to follow the Torah. And once again, in looking 
at Acts 15 through those eyes in that perspective, in order to consider the thought that the non-Jews were to not follow the Torah, you have to understand the definition of sin. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, whoever commits sin transgresses the Torah. Sin is the transgression of the Torah. So you would have to accept the argument that Acts 15 is somehow saying that the non-Jews are to sin and live a sinful lifestyle. And so the non-Jews didn't come to Yeshua just to live a sinful lifestyle, transgress the Torah. No, they were being instructed regarding a particular issue, the proper way to follow the Torah, according to what the Torah says, when they became a part of the Commonwealth of Israel. Well, that's going to conclude part seven of the series on the subject, Paul's life and letters for or against Torah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.